Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, what's up, fan whores, man whores, and unicorns? This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Good morning to everybody. I'm saying good morning because it is morning for me. I woke up at 10 a.m. and thought, let's get on mic. That'll be a good idea. What's up, everybody? Uh, I hope everyone's week was fantastical. Uh, I'm happy to hear a, a lot of you liked Maddie last week. She uh, <laughs> she very much liked all the nice words I kept forwarding her way. Everyone watched the Oscars? Yeah, Birdman, everybody. Yeah. I didn't win my office pool, but Birdman at least got the win. Those were happy times. Here's what here's what upset me about the Oscars. I know this isn't like a very political politicized show. We don't get too racial in here. And I know that there is a diversity issue. There is. People kept saying, oh my god, there's there's just zero diversity. And I think when they say diversity, a lot of you guys just mean there were not a lot of black nominees. You should just say that. Because they're like we had Mexicans and Argentinians on stage most the fucking night. Like, Inurito himself was on stage three times. His cinematographer was Argentinian. Jezebel wrote an article saying that there were no, there, there were no um, people of color in the nominees for like certain categories, and they included best cinematographer. And I'm, si- I'm, I'm sitting there being like, the dude's fucking Emmanuel Lubezki who won Best Cinematography for Birdman, is fucking Mexican. I know a lot of you guys just think he's a white guy with a good tan. But he's Mexican. How's it feel for him to be told, uh, no, man, you're not you're not diverse because you're not black. It's, no, man. Yes, there, Selma got ra- robbed in a few categories. A few. And there are some other people in movies this year, like, okay, we could maybe... Those could have worked. The issue was less of the Academy, more that there weren't options for them to choose from, which is more of a Hollywood problem. But can we stop saying that like no quote-unquote people of color won an Oscar when all night we had Mexicans and Argentinians on stage? Okay, if you mean when you say people of color, if you mean black people, just say black people. Like there you go. There's not you can say black. It's okay. It's a it's a word. It's a descriptor. It, you would also be way more accurate because then you're not going to sound like a moron when someone says, oh, well, did you know that Inurito's Mexican? He won three awards. His, his cinematographer's Mexican. Uh, his <laughs> other people on the crew who were on stage that evening were from Argentina and various places that are not America. And then you're, you don't have to stumble over your words when you're like, oh, I, well, well, I, I meant, um, I mean, on the whole Selma thing, uh, David Oyelowo definitely should have gotten a Best Actor nod. The directing, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe she could go in. Uh, Miller didn't do that great of a job with Foxcatcher, so I could see how she could easily she could be in there instead. Same thing with the writing, you know. It's very close. It was very close Oscars. But everyone's talking so much. It's like I don't know. The reason everyone keeps saying Selma is because they don't really have too many other movies to talk about. Personally, I thought Dear White People was fucking awesome. 
Do I think it's best picture? Do I think there were best act, acting um, possibilities in there? Mm, not quite. Maybe the kid who played Lionel, but fucking looked great. Could have been something in there. So, anyways, I don't know. If you guys, mean, when you guys want to say diversity and you mean say people of color, mean what you say because that's insulting to the guys who just took home a bunch of Oscars that night. Oh, and everyone who says uh, American Sniper got robbed, can you stop watching Fox News because it wasn't that great of a film? Jesus Christ. That movie was good for its sound and Bradley Cooper. And that's it. Only reason a bunch of people wanted American Sniper to win was because the word American was in the title. It was the same type of people who pronounce America as America. And I know this, this isn't, hey, this isn't a movie podcast. What am I talking about? I know a lot of you guys are starting to fall asleep. They're like, when's it going to start talking about butt plugs? And I'm like, listen, just set, we'll get there. I promise. <laughs> um, but if you do like that type of chatter, I actually recently did, uh, I did a podcast last week called The Obsessive Viewer podcast it's a it's like a movie podcast and i did a guest segment they were doing a breakdown of all the uh, oscar nominee categories they asked me to do uh five minutes on best supporting actress which was easy because it's it's patricia arquette for boyhood it's not even a question uh but i got the rant uh for five minutes about meryl streep being gorgeous and patricia arquette being a phenomenal actress so if you want to check that out uh go into the show notes uh, the description of this episode, I'll, I'll put a link there to the Obsessive Viewer podcast. I'm, uh, my segment's about like an hour in. And if you fell asleep during all of this, then uh, welcome back to the Manor podcast, everybody. This week's guest is uh, is interesting. It, Brandon Scott Wolf. Uh, Brandon actually ended up bumping this week's guest, Rachel, who you guys will all hear in a couple of weeks. Um I, I was prepared to put Rachel up, and then we recorded, and then Brandon made the news, and I was like, I'm, I want to talk to this guy as soon as possible. Uh, Brandon Scott Wolf is a stand-up comedian here in New York City, and he's been in the news recently. He started an online dating site for himself. He is the only profile on the website. And then women can go on there and they can read his profile and see his picture and see a little intro video. And then they can fill out an application to date him. And it went viral. Like, it blew up. It's, it's been in the, the media news cycle. And the website is datebrandonscottwolf.com. And I thought that was, one, hilarious. And two, uh, pretty brilliant. And we, we, I had Brandon come on over to Bushwick. And we talked about uh, dating and comedy, and there's a lot of comedy talk in this episode, because, you know, if you put two comedians or more on a microphone, comedy's going to come up a lot. Why? It's a big part of our lives. Uh, I don't, I try not to bore you guys with it, because listen, I get why you're here. You don't want, you don't want to hear how my new bits are going. I get it. <laughs> also, listening to this episode made me realize I laugh at my own jokes, possibly too much. I haven't decided if it's too much or the right amount. It's certainly not not enough. I know that much. <laughs> so that all made this episode made me uh, realize that. But yeah, we're gonna get the Brandon Scott Wolf in a little bit. First, I want to tell you guys about some show dates coming up. Um, same as before, you know, March second, gonna be at Broadway Comedy Club at eleven o'clock here in New York City. Uh, March sixth, guys. Sorry to tell you, but the Naked Comedy Show is now sold out. Tickets for the Naked Comedy Show are sold out. So. Uh, for March 6th, so I'm sorry you can't come. But if you want to come hang out at the that venue at the Creek in the Cave, 
Uh, I'll be there March 6th at midnight. If you're going to the show, if you have tickets, uh, let me know. Tweet at me. Email me. And uh, let me know so you can give me a hug while I still have clothes on. I, uh, I always love seeing the fan whores out at events. Then the next day, uh, if you couldn't get tickets to that and you still want to see me live, March 7th, Saturday, I will be at New York Comedy Club at the 5.30 show. Uh, if you call to make a reservation, tell them you're seeing Billy Presida and uh, they will waive your admission and then it will just be two drink minimum. Michigan whores, I'm going to be at Gilda's Laugh Fest in Grand Rapids, Michigan, March 11th at Pyramid Scheme at 9.30 and March 12th at McFadden's at 10 o'clock. Uh, those are free shows. Free, guys, just like this podcast. How great is that? So come on out. Uh, let me know you're coming to the shows. And, uh, and, and we can have a beer and chit-chat and things. Take selfies. Who knows what else? Kill a homeless man together and try to hide the body. That's a bonding experience. Um, and Also, guys, next week's guest, uh, I'm giving you a little preview. Next week's guest is Cindy Gallup who is the founder of the website MakeLoveNotPorn.com. Um, brilliant site. Uh, MakeLoveNotPorn.tv is a brilliant site, which is uh, attempting to reopen up the communication and discussion of real-world sex and porn. Phenomenal episode next week. Uh, you're going to love it. But this week, this upcoming week, on Friday, February 27th, if you live in the New York City area... Cindy Gallup will be talking at the New York City Porn Film Festival. She will be talking about how to make money out of porn and redesigning the industry business model with her friends Sarah and Ariel, uh, who also, I believe, work at makelovenotporn.tv with her. Um, it, great if you're trying to make any sort of business, she told me. It's a great way to... It's a great discussion that you should check out. I believe it's just $5. And after the talk, then she's going to do a half-hour screening of Make Love Not Porn videos. What are Make Love Not Porn videos? Make Love Not Porn is a website where people have real-world sex. Not like amateur porn sex, but like they're re they record their real sex. And then they upload it there uh, in a revenue-sharing model, which you'll hear all about next week. So basically, she's going to do a Q&A, some chatting, and then she's going to screen some real-world sex videos for you. I believe that's just $5. It's in Brooklyn on Friday, February 27th. Check out the show notes. I'll put a link in there for that. Should be a fun event. Um, anything else going on with me? I don't know. Just been, uh, just been busy, guys. Been busy, been good, getting ready for Grand Rapids, getting ready for Laugh Fest. You know, we talk about in this episode, we talk about time and like managing time between like, for him, it's between comedy and other things. For me, it's between comedy, the podcast and women and sometimes eating. <laughs> it's uh, managing the time's hard, I gotta say, but you know, people tell me that my lifestyle sounds more complicated and I will say it certainly is, but I find it worth it because my payoff is lots of love. And sex. Sex is good. But for me, it's, you know, definitely the love. That's a, that's a big factor. I get to feel more things. And I also will feel more bad things, but I also get to feel so many good things. And I find that to be such a rewarding experience. Makes me happy. I've got people in my life who care about me, who check in on me, who will randomly tell me to have sweet dreams. And that's like a sweet thing. And so this whole quest for love that, you know, what started off as a goal for the podcast, 
I'm trying less of the uh, quest for a girlfriend. Less of a quest for a girlfriend in the traditional sense, and maybe more it's just I would like somebody who obviously loves me, who I love, but also feels some sort of obligation towards me. Um, where I am above just casual sex partners. And with that comes the privileges of, uh, there's some sort of obligation in terms of whether it's time and scheduling, whether it's being obligated to my feelings. I am a priority to them. I want to be special, guys. I think that's what it is. I just want to feel special to someone or someone's. And so less of a quest. I don't think I'm going to change the, the name of the podcast quite yet, but maybe it's less of a quest. And more just, uh, I'm open to those things happening. There used to be a time period when I used to not be open to that. And I was like, no, I'm just going to go fuck around, but very ethically. Now it's like, no, I, I would, I'm very much ready for that to come into my life whenever that day comes. So I thought I'd share that because it comes up kind of a little bit in the episode. And yeah. I think you guys are going to really like this episode. Brandon's a really funny guy, super funny, never met him before, and uh, just really kind of kicked it off. So so um, be ready for that. I'm going to throw this in. Uh, there was a movie pass plug in the episode, so I realized, hey, um, if you guys like movies, you know, you guys should check out movie pass. Okay, movie pass, phenomenal thing. You pay like a certain amount of money a month, usually like 30 or 35 dollars a month. And you can see as many movies as you want in theaters. So if you're a big movie buff like me and you go to movies a lot or you want to go to movies a lot but you think it costs too much, you should check out Movie Pass. It's really great. Uh, if In New York City, you know, if you see like 31 movies in a year, you break even and then it all just becomes like discounted tickets basically. So for me, I saw all the Oscar movies. I see a bunch of movies in the summer. You know, I see like three movies a month. And I'm saving a lot of money on movie tickets by using MoviePass. If you're interested, uh, check out the show notes of this episode. And there's going to be a link in there. Click that link and sign up and try MoviePass. Uh, I get a little bit of a kickback, which is nice. And it's, a, it's an easy way to support the Man Horror Podcast. I know you guys l- would love to support me. And uh, here's an opportunity to do so. Uh, in the meantime, while you're mulling it over, stick around and check out this episode with Brandon Scott Wolf. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Cool. Is this recording? Are we doing it? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we can be. I was going to ask you a couple things first. Yeah, ask me I mean, a few things. Um, what do I already know the answers to some of them, so that's fine. Um, what do we like identify as? Are we? Uh, I'm straight. You're straight. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> in in uh, yeah. in 2015, we gotta ask. That's true. Um, and because you know the premise of the show, right? Not or, really. I All so, I know is that you <laughs> fine. love women and oh. stories about having sex, I think. Um, and sometimes they, I have similar dating woes. So basically, uh, every week I chat with women I've hooked up with 
about sex, dating, sexuality, and gender. Uh, and in a lot, in a decent amount of cases, uh, I also we talk about why we didn't work out. Okay, because I am also uh, uh, perpetually single. But I, I want a girlfriend. I want love and the cuddles and all that jazz. Um, but no, women will sleep with me, but they won't date me. Uh, and I don't know why. I think for myself personally, I am too involved with stand-up every night and too involved with writing sketches mm-hmm. and contributing to SNL. And I'm just busy with comedy. And I need to figure out what the happy medium is between living my dreams of writing and performing comedy and having a nice, normal, fun life and sharing that with someone. I, I'm, I don't know. I, maybe we're just not supposed to. <laughs> it's tough. If you're 25 years old. I'm yeah. 25 years old. We're in New York City. You see a lot of people on Facebook who are getting engaged, who are in like relationships, and they're back home wherever you're from, wherever any of us are from. And... I feel like the majority of people in New York City who are pursuing acting or dance or stand-up comedy, we don't have the time to date. And maybe you could get a date here or there, but like if you really look at your schedule, it's tough. Yeah. I'm free during the days usually. It's very hard to find a girl who's also free during the days. Mm. I, uh, that I click with and yes, I have Yes, then fun. all that stuff too. <laughs> yeah, that's all very important. And at the same time, I don't have a manager. I don't have an agent. Mm-hmm. I'm not f- like writing up a lot of packets and sending them to shows to get those good jobs where it'll bring in money that I can even use to afford the dates. <laughs> because it's fine if you get the dates, but like they're pricey. You'll end up dropping $50, oh, $100. You're trying to get a you, cab ride home. What are you doing? Just getting drinks at a bar. It's New York City. It's ridiculous. Wait, you you are you dating women who don't believe in like uh, gender equality and, and assume you got to pay the whole way? Or are you like really? Are you one of those guys who like insistent? Like, no, no, no. I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna I, pay. This. I will go Dutch or split the bill. However, uh-huh. you know you see fit, but it still is pricey. Yeah, yeah. Haven't you gone to like a place that has margaritas and you get like four drinks and they're like ten dollars? You get four each? drinks. I can't get four drinks, man. I'm a lightweight. Because I'm like a man on Weight Watchers, so I have a really low tolerance. Now, did you get on Weight Watchers because of the dating? Did you want to get fit so you could like be more attractive to people? Or are you doing it just because of health reasons? Uh, I, I mean, well, I'm not like of a health necessity to lose weight. but um, Right. You're fit. You're yeah, fine. You're normal. I, um, Your body type, like it says on my site, is just <laughs> fine normal. Fine normal. <laughs> yes, fine normal. My roommate calls me skinny fat, where I'm skinny like fat. skinny but like not fit. Right. He's like, yeah, Brandon, you're just, you know, there. See, if, if someone told me that, I and it's probably accurate for me too, but I would cry. You would I get would, really upset. I would, no, no, not to them, but I would go in my room and fester. So I, I like a certain look to have, and I started Weight Watchers years ago to get down. What's funny about this is, though, um, you think, yeah, like if you lose weight, if you, you're fitter, you're more attractive to the women. Um, when I was at my heaviest, like right before I started Weight Watchers again, I was rotating like five different women, all like attractive women. Uh, so like I, I was my most busiest when I was at my fattest. Like, see, I don't know how that's possible because like, I feel like it's so difficult to even date one person at a time. <laughs> and if you are talking with five different girls, yeah, how do you have time? <laughs> I don't have other hobbies. It's really like stand up <laughs> and sex. Stand up and sex. That's it. And then like I go to 
work. I also had way more time. I used to have way more time um, over a year ago because I used to be a poker dealer in New York City. I was an underground poker dealer. So I had like a it lot sounds of... wonderfully illegal. <laughs> it was so illegal. <laughs> yeah. um, I, but, you know, you know, what's funny is my, co- my colleagues, in quotation marks, the fellow dealers, they all did other illegal things too. Like maybe they, they sold weed or they did this or they did this scam. And the only illegal thing I was doing was dealing cards. So they would make fun of me for being just the lamest criminal of the group. It's a very like, boring criminal. <laughs> there are people out there who are like, you know, push and blow and like probably in some prostitution ring. And you're like, oh, yeah, I liked uh, playing poker with my buddies. Yeah, I Was just, it a mob thing? What were you no, doing? No, 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 no. We didn't have that. It's just, you know, it's, uh, there's an underground poker world in New York City where like, you know, there's a club. So, no, I used to do that. So I had a lot of free time because I had free time in the day. And at night, if I wasn't doing stand-up or if I was done with stand-up for the night, uh, I don't know about you, I am not always rolling in the shows. Um, so it's like... <laughs> I uh, I tend to have some free time at night. If I like yesterday, I went. Uh, I did th- I did three mics. I would have done four, but I I subbed in an early one for the gym, mm-hmm. um, which is important to go to the gym. Yeah, I have a uh, pull up bar in my apartment that I tell myself, Brandon, you're going to get up in the morning, Dude, you're going to exercise. You do ten of those a day, and your arms are going to look significantly different in two weeks, two and a half weeks. I've tried. Just do ten. I've can tried. you can you do t- ten pull ups? I can do probably like five at a time and I'll do like three or four sets of five. That That's fine, man. And then you know what happens is you work it up because then maybe one day you say, well, can I get a sixth? Can I get six? And you got six and then... It yeah. does build up, but then I realize I run into these like roadblocks where I either have to go out of town for a weekend or I have to right. do... Uh, a couple shows here or there and then i'm like you know what i didn't exercise in a few days and i go back and i'm like i'm back down to three this is <laughs> so sad <laughs> i don't know man but with the time thing it's i don't know i find time because like i said i don't play th- this xbox stuff's not mine like i don't play xbox i don't do really all i do is is comedy i see movies that's my advice is i'll go to movie theaters i have movie pass um, which i hear is great it's great it's phenomenal you got to get everybody listening you got to get it um i'll see if i have a referral code still so i can get free months but yeah it's um movie pass is great and then i have sex with people that's um it, or like i go on dates or like a, like i go so out to dinner how i go do you, see a how, movie how do you meet these girls how are you going to the bars and you're like just walking up to people do you have a line do oh you do i am not like that what do you do i am not that guy i wish i was like i'm so not i can't talk to a girl at a bar just out of nowhere i need to be like I have to overhear or say something that I can latch on to, that I have something to comment on. Because every time I think of the Louis C.K. thing where he's like, the only honest thing you could say to a woman who's a stranger at the bar is, I want to fuck your face. It's the only honest thing you can say. And she knows that, and I know that, so I'm not even going to pretend. I'm not good at saying like, hi, my name's Billy, like a normal, well-adjusted person So does. then your move is what? Um, I meet people in interesting places. Um I may like I may meet a girl at a bar, but it's because I hear something. So you're something. just hanging around bookstores, stalking beautiful women, <laughs> and hopefully you bump into them, and you're like, "Oh, I also like Dr. Seuss." <laughs> no, um, anywhere from like sometimes it's real world, and sometimes it's a mix of online and real world. So like the online might be like right now I'm seeing someone from, you know I met on Tinder. Um, last night I hooked up with a girl who connected with me on Twitter. Um, I had a girl, I had a listener of this show fly from Vancouver to come here to see me. Um, so that's some of... Does she still listen to the show? Yes. And but, so she's listening to all this and she's If you like, pause right yeah. now, I now have a text message from her. When the people listening are listening, 
I'm going to have a text message from her right now saying, you mentioned me. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. And so like you, are you able to keep up these relationships or friendships? Do they become friendships or do they just disappear? I feel like you're almost like trying to be like, what can, can I learn something here? <laughs> it's, like, it's interesting to me because like well, well, I haven't really interests, hung out with Your you. thing interests me. Uh, I feel we haven't even given you a proper introduction. Uh, I'll, I'll answer your question in a second. Um, but we're, right now we're here with uh, Brandon Scott Wolf um, of DateBrandonScottWolf.com. Um, Brandon is kind of in, seems to be in a similar situation as me. Single, um, kind of fed up with the way his dating has gone. Uh, and decided to do something about it. But instead of starting a podcast where he talks to all of his exes, uh, he made a, w- a dating website where he is the only profile on the website. Yeah. And women can apply to go on a date with him. And I thought, this is brilliant. I need to talk to this guy because I should have, I probably should have done it. Every, I think every guy who saw these uh, the articles on like Huffington Post and stuff, I think we all thought, dude, I should have done that. I think that's the thing that made the site go viral and had people talking about it and people are still sending me profiles and things like sure. that i looked today i have over 400 450 profiles Jeez. and there were about like 35 from brazil and in <laughs> the written portion of the create a profile part of the site which is impressive i think would you require 500 to a thousand words yeah, it's 500,000 words. You're supposed to talk about your transition from childhood to adulthood in your culture, which it's is like a actually college, a, like college, a college essay. That's all it is. I copy and pasted a college essay question, and I put that on there because I thought it was a hysterical joke. Yeah. The entire website is a parody of traditional online dating sites. And I didn't intend for it to... I didn't intend for it to become a like an actual online dating site. I thought mm. it'd be funny for a few people in New York City to see it. Maybe I get booked on a few shows. Maybe people at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater would look at it and say, oh, he's really funny. Next time there's a submission round to get on a writing team there, he'll you know, have you know, a better chance of getting in because he's creative, he's funny, yeah. and he's a go-getter. And then it got on Mashable, and then it got on MTV.com. You, did you pitch that to Mashable? Did they just find it? I put it on Facebook, and one of my friends on Facebook messaged me and said, hey, this site is hysterical. This is a great joke. Mm-hmm. You're so funny. You're really giving it to online dating. Like This is brilliant. Yeah. I already sent it to my friend at Mashable. He should be reaching out to you in no time. Nice. And nice. so that was like the first step to getting the ball rolling. And it just like snowballed and got bigger and bigger and bigger and it's been on uh, newspapers on every continent except antarctica i don't think they have a newspaper they should they need they need one there are like 150 people people, i assume i feel like (laughs) at that point you can just like talk at the the daily at breakfast you can just get that's their newspaper there's a big mess hall In Antarctica, people get together and go, hey, have you heard about this dating site? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yeah, I got some more over here, Ted. That's what's going on. But it's weird because I've been on Australian breakfast morning shows. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was on Russia Today, which is state-funded Russian television. So like Vladimir Putin is paying them money to interview me, which is ridiculous. 
Um, I have been on Fusion, which is owned by ABC and yeah. Disney. And like people keep contacting me and say, hey, would you do this spot? You messaged yeah, me. Yeah, I, I was like, like, hey, want to come do the podcast? Have you? <laughs> I like how I did throw in a weird thing. I was like, have you done other? Have other people gotten to you yet? It was kind of like the like the creepy guy in, in Shawshank Redemption. Was like, has anyone gone to you yet? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, please don't stab me or murder me in the laundry room. I don't want this. But yeah, you took me uh, to a random part of Brooklyn to an apartment. You're a strange man who I've never met before, and here we are. It doesn't yeah, seem sketchy at all. Totally bonded by the uh, bond of stand-up comedy. For a second, I was sitting here, and I was like, there better be podcast equipment. I'm going to get murdered. <laughs> okay, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like we have, uh, in the comedy world, like you tend to have like uh, at least 150-plus mutual friends if you're like actually doing it. So if someone like... If someone tells me, oh, my God, I'm like, my friend's doing comedy, and I look them up, it's like we have, like, one mutual friend, and it's, um, I'm just like, no. Yeah, you're not doing comedy. You know one person, and she does bring her shows a lot, right? I should probably bleep that name. You probably should. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm going to remember to do that. The listenership is 1,200 or 1,400, and it's growing, right? (laughs) But uh, let's hope it's not her. Yeah. Bleep that out. Yeah. Um, so you were asking before, like, you know, so you're, you, you were doing online dating. I was, I was, uh, on a few of the sites. Let's go through this site. Wait, OkCupid? I did Tinder primarily. Okay. And then I went on OkCupid and made like profiles and stuff like that, but I never really went on any dates. Okay. So like. J-Date? Are you Jewish? I am Jewish. Okay. Uh, they don't have J-Date for Android phones. But I went on J-Swipe once. I was going to say. And it was so glitchy and it didn't work. And it matched me with like one or two people. But like three weeks after I tried it out, because I was visiting my parents in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. and I swiped on a few girls and then no matches until two weeks later when I was in New York. And I was like, oh, I still have this app. I need (laughs) to delete this. Yeah. So like I've gone on a handful of Tinder dates. Nothing like uh, yourself where you're like picking up lots of girls. Yeah, but like I want I want the nice dates and it's not I, I want the niceness. I want I want a I want a girlfriend. I would like love and all that. Um it's, it's just hard. It's hard to, hard to find, find someone nowadays who you're gonna click with and that's the, the most And then also thing. is okay with dating. I get people I click with, it's all great, and then it's like, no, I just wanna keep this super cash. I mean that's kinda why I started the show. I was like Women, every time I fell in love, the woman would be like, no, this is just going to be like a casual sex friend thing. And I would always be like, okay. Um, it's like, it could be worse. Like, I could also be single and not getting laid. You know, that would. Why do you think you're in the predicament you're in where like you can land dates, you can hook up with people, but for some reason they're not sticking around? Uh, and that's the weird thing. They'll stick around. I've had Ask women the Vancouver girl. She is huh? bad at sex. Is it bad sex? Let's I talk about it. I don't know. I've gotten like positive reviews, but maybe they're just placating me. I've. Uh, it's I possible. feel like it's very rare for someone to go up to you and say you're bad at sex. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened in the history of the world, outside of like a breakup scenario where like. I'm taking the kids, Russ. I'm getting a restraining order, and I'm never coming back. And by the way, you're bad at sex. <laughs> I, you might be right. I feel like there's no situation where it's like, "Hey, um, you're really bad." And I'm well, no, actually, I, this came up. This came up uh, two nights ago. Um, it wasn't like someone I was with, but I was having drinks with a friend of mine, and she told me she's with a new boyfriend for a few months, and she tells me. You know, the sex was really bad in the beginning, and we actually talked about it and then worked on it. Uh, I feel like that's a... 
Communication is, is very big. It's a big theme on the show. I always say communication, communication, communication is the key, whether it's sex, dating, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, most of the time, I feel like people aren't just flat out saying like, yeah, you're bad. Well, I'll see you next week. <laughs> right. It's yeah. you're bad. This is what I like. Can we fix this? Yeah. Which it should be. And there probably should be uh, some eye contact, some listening, all the stuff you'd learn in an improv 101 <laughs> class. Have you ever taken improv or anything? No, like I that? haven't. It's I, expensive. I only took one class because I was interning at the UCB years ago and I hurt my back and dropped out of the class and I've never you got, taken You injured one. yourself doing improv? Yeah. Oh, there's man. a uh, warm up game called Hot Th- Spot. Three pull ups and can't do improv. I should not be exercising or moving. <laughs> my body is fine slash normal. Girls, please go to datebrandonscottwolf.com if you're interested in filling out a profile. I'll look at it. If you like a guy who might fine take normal. you out. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm I'm definitely a personality guy, and you either really like my personality or you don't like my personality. I was just thinking yesterday because again, it's all the the Weight Watcher stuff, and it's like I should be fine. And I realized I I want the type of body where I don't need a personality. Not that I don't have one. I just want them to. I want them to look at me and go, "I don't care what he says. I want to fuck him." And then they realize, "Oh, and he also has this personality." So, like, if you <laughs> were being gabbed about by a bunch of single ladies, okay, and they were talking about you, ooh, right, okay, what do you think they will say what is their like oh that guy over there is blank what are, what are they talking about um they know me right they don't know you oh they're, they don't know they're me? in a situation they're scoping you out oh I, I don't know if i've been scoped out by a whole group before um i don't know i look i mean i'm normally dressed a little better than this but because i feel you're they, a good looking enough guy where oh, they will say you. oh yeah he's Good looking. Why don't you approach him? Go up to him, Becky. Let's see what Becky's got. And then Becky goes up to you and you talk and you we hit talk. It off. And she goes back and be like he has really blue eyes. Uh, and then the one like really outwardly slutty girl of the group will say like he has a great ass. I think that's what they would say. If we're, they're just objectifying me for my body, yeah, I feel like those would be the two. Now things. with me, I feel like I don't think that will ever happen. <laughs> I don't think I'm ugly, but no, I think you're I'm not just at all. an everyman. I'm nothing. If if you're I, walking see, down I consider the street, myself every man like you too. I don't think anyone's gonna turn and look and be like, "Oh, who's that guy?" But I feel like if you give me a chance to sit down and have those margaritas that are gonna cost ten dollars a pop, <laughs> and I'll go. I can't afford dating in this city. Do you not like beer? I like beer. I got there's there's cheaper places, man. There are cheaper places. We'll talk. You gotta do a happy hour. But you gotta do I have happy burritos. Hour. You want you want cheap margaritas? Two dollar margarita, two dollar margarita Tuesdays at Cubby Hole. It's a lesbian bar, but it is two dollar margarita Tuesdays. Sounds like a wonderful time. <laughs> I have, uh, I have, I think I've pimped Cubby Hole in the last four episodes straight. Uh, I still can't get over it. It's been for years. Two dollar margarita. Tuesdays. I have a few friends who have like talked up gay and lesbian bars, and like they say you got to go. It's a fun time, and I got to go because it sounds like a fun time. I mean, I love it just because there's no pressure. Yeah. Because um, I can go out if I want to go to like Cubby or some gay bar like Stonewall or Pieces or something. There's a stand up show at Stonewall. It's a variety show. I yeah. Think it's Chrissy Mayers. Chrissy Mayers. Do we okay. Have to ble- bleep her name because no, they didn't say anything I'll, I'll disparaging keep... about Chrissy. No, Mayers. no, 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 no. But when I say. She- Oh, you got to bleep that. that. No, I know, but I enjoy uh, saying it again and bleeping it again. Don't you feel like a bad boy? Yeah. Yeah, real cool. I said something naughty. 
Here's the thing I was talking about with a buddy of mine the other day who does stand-up. Yeah. If there's one word to describe your stand-up, your comedy, what is it? Oh, shit. I don't... I know. That's the whole point is finding that voice. I, I still don't know that I found that yet. Um, the podcast, you named it Man Whore. Yeah. That's I mean, the word? For some of my jokes, yeah. And some of them are just sag gambling and Weight Watchers jokes. Some of it is like, uh, I'm really frustrated with my diet. Some of them are, uh, I'm an addict. And another section is, I go to orgies. Uh, Those are the three things. I I think (laughs) that the word, if I was going to put it on you, just from having a casual conversation, hearing that, frustrated. I'm definitely frustrated, man. Yeah. Are you frustrated? No, I'm pathetic. (laughs) Stop it. No, come on. All of my jokes are pathetic. I'm pathetic. I got a pathetic point of view. (laughs) And I embrace it. I think it's fun to embrace something that other people would shy away from. And if you can own that and say, I'm the guy who's pathetic, everyone will be like, yeah, this is great. I want to fuck that pathetic guy. Which is a great <laughs> sentence, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome sentence. I think a better sentence is, yeah, I gave a hand job to that pathetic guy because that is the most pathetic thing you can do sexually, I want to <laughs> oh, say. Oh, yes, yes. I think not that hand jobs are bad. I'm not trying to. No, it's just not, sad. not trying to shame any hand job givers just, or receivers. Hand job. If, if I'm lucky enough to be with a girl and she's like, "I'm giving you a hand job," I'd be like, "Yes, this is great. Yeah, thank you." I mean, anything that ends in an orgasm, like, I'm happy about. <laughs> I don't know how crass you get. I feel like you get crass on this. Podcast. If you want to, it's but if whatever you're fingering you want. a girl, sure, I do that. That's not pathetic. It can be. Uh, I think there's a lot of guys who do the finger bang. And I think I find the finger bang pathetic because I think there are guys out there doing the finger bang. We're talking to like the jackhammer with the the finger. Those are the guys. That's the the frat guy mentality. Yeah, I've never I've never fit into that. Yeah, right. I I feel like we both know the come hither too. I think we both are aware of we're trying to do something good for her. You don't want to injure someone, right? This is like it's not about you being aggressive. It's about us like pleasing her or individually or together i don't know what this night is looking like um you also said something about orgies and i want to get into that we, are we, there passwords yeah. are there sure things? We, we can get that later I want underground to... poker <laughs> there's, there's i'm just some... saying fingering yeah, fingering is the closest thing that a guy can do to a girl that's like the hand, a job. hand job right but i feel like unless you're doing something that just is wholly not enjoyable for her um because like i said i, I find the, diff- the reason why i find finger banging pathetic is you think you're doing you think you're the man right now and she's like uh this is so bad please stop you're hurting me like yeah it's hurting me this doesn't feel good you're missing all the important parts um whereas in like yeah the important part fingering is great yeah the important parts yes you get it the you listeners get it. at home yeah. get it yeah they, anyone listening they know we're okay. on a train or wherever it's amazing it's 2015 you can listen to <laughs> podcast recordings anywhere and you can anytime they could be listening to this uh two years from now it's crazy no one will listen to this two years from now you, you this is a that. now thing <laughs> Because while you're listening to it, they're going to be like, oh, two years from now, and that's two years from that time. They might save this and then put it in their phone, be like, in, two, in 2017, there's going to be an alarm. Be like, what's this alarm? Re-listen to episode 46 of the Man Whore Podcast. Why would I do that? And then they do, and they're like, oh my God, he predicted it. And they'll say, why did I do that again? <laughs> this makes no sense. Do you think there are people who listen to podcasts over and over again, just because, like their favorite episode of TV or anything um, like that? I think some people do. I save... I on my phone I save the episodes of WTF and you made it weird that 
um, I really, really enjoyed. So I, I'll sometimes re-listen. So I re-listened to Aubrey Plaza's WTF recently just because I remember connecting to something she had said about like not having a safety net while doing comedy, for example. Um, it's so very tough depends. to do stand-up comedy in New York City and like balance other jobs and, and writing dating. Yeah. and dating. And it's the time. It always goes back to the time, time. issue. And I don't know. I need to figure out how to make more time and be available as a person, even with friendship. Uh, my best Oh, I've given friend, up on that. You're oh, just done with it. I'm not done, but man, I... It, they're aware that they are much lower on the totem pole. They're below comedy. They are below um, sex. They are below anyone I'm dating seriously who I'm trying to make a serious thing out of. Um, and then, yes, then I have time for the close friends. Do you feel like most of your close friends, now that you, you're doing a good deal of comedy, are comedians because those are the people that are around? So you're like, let's grab sure. a drink after this mic or a show. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, the people I hang around casually really at this point are um, women that I'm sleeping with, women I used to sleep with, who I am just friends with now, or comics. That's really, for the most part, that's about it. Because mostly all my friends who are in comics are chicks and gay guys. Like, that's always been my my cluster. And most of my friends who are chicks now are just chicks I at some point made out with. And that's it. Yeah, because that's, that's your running crew. Pretty much. I mean, because even when I'm, cause like two nights ago when I was telling you about the girl who I was talking with, told her boyfriend he was bad at sex and then they worked on it. We used to hook up a couple times like a year or so ago. Um, and that's just because even when I'm done with somebody, I tend to be on good terms with them. For the most part, I'm on good terms with a lot of the women who I have been involved with or who I've dated. Have there been recurring themes with all of your guests? We're saying um, sometimes oversharing, which I don't know if I want to change because I like that about myself. I'm like honest to a fault. I'm getting better with filters, but I enjoy that I like a quality about me is that I'm very honest and open. Um, but with younger women, uh, any women who's younger than me, condescension seems to be a common theme. And that I'm, I've been way more conscious of uh, as of recently. What about you? Why, why are you still single? Besides the you think you're pathetic, whatever thing, which I disagree with. I think my writing and the way I view myself is pathetic. I don't think sure, I'm sure. okay. pathetic, but I am but at then, the same okay. time. But then why? So why are you single? Because like, again, I feel like we have similar a similar problem, which is we're still single. We both like cuddles and, and, the, and the dating lifestyle, like the romantic. We, we both seem to like romance. Right? Yeah, romance is great. And if you find someone who you have a connection with and you want to treat that person special or n- treat her nicely, that's great. You should do that. You should treat everyone nicely. Yeah. But it's hard to actually find that person where you're like, this is the person for me. This is the one. I'm the one for them. For, for myself, I would say that up until this moment in life, mm-hmm. the one true love that I have is comedy. Mm-hmm. And every day I wake up in the morning and I think about comedy. I think about doing stand-up, the shows I'm going to have later in the night, the one or two mics I'm going to try and hit. I think about writing. I write. I go on Twitter. I post tweets. I retweet other people who are really funny, who I like. I make friendships through comedy. I care a lot about other people who are funny. I want to be surrounded by funny people. Mm. And I just want to have fun. And I am having so much fun here in New York City. And every single day I wake up and every single day when I go to bed, between those two points, I'm having as much fun as possible. But I haven't found that person to share it with. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the big reasons 
for that is that I'm so focused on comedy that I don't give myself a chance to actually look for that person or if that person's already here to let them into my life. Would you date a comic? I have considered it, but at the same point... Not like searching, but like, are you open to dating comedians? Yes. But at the same point, I know that a lot of comics who date other comics, if it goes sideways and the relationship ends on bad terms then that really hurts your career. Sure. And at this state in the game, I am 25. I have a few writing credits, which are nice. I have a few stand-up credits, which are pretty good. And I just want to solidify myself in the industry. And so, like, in my head, I keep making jokes about how, like, I need to get a really good writing job <laughs> or, like, a good manager to put me on the road and, you know, make some money so I can afford the dates. Right. Because, like, you can't just not have the money for dates. But, like, at the same time, I want to date someone who I could just, like, walk in the park with one day. Yeah. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Sounds like, awesome. Or go, like, walk around the Strand. Oh, my God. Like That'd be great. <clears throat> you walk around the Strand. You're with a girl that you like. and then You can you, buy one book. That's cheaper than the four margaritas. Course, you bump into another girl there, and you're doing a polyamorous situation. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, like, hey, why don't you come, uh, come, come read this book and get naked with all three of us? <laughs> but, like, can you see the, the point of view where I'm coming from? Yeah. Where it's very, like, work-driven and, hey, I want to do comedy, comedy, comedy. But at the same time, I want to find a girl. Sure. And I also want to find a girl who I'm equally as excited about, like her life and what she's doing. Say if she's like a nurse, I want to hear everything that's like going on with her. You life. sound like the best boyfriend ever. I almost want to date you. Like this guy. Like you're too nice. No, Get out of here. You're too nice. <laughs> no, that that I mean, I think that's what every woman I talk to, even my friends, like that's what they want. They want a guy who cares about their life, who's listening. Um, but also has his own stuff going on. Um, and I think it keeps coming back to time, you know. I'm I'm yeah. convinced I, I would probably be a much better comedian if I had way less sex. Not because I'd be, like, sexually frustrated, but because, like, the time thing. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I really, I really enjoy it. <laughs> From, like, midnight to four in the morning, the sex time, that yeah. weird block of sex time, I'm at home writing monologue jokes. Yeah. And, like... I'm not like having sex as much as I should be at 25 there's years no, old. Uh, no should. I don't think there's a should. There's not yeah. a, but like you talk with guys and you're like, oh, I was on Tinder last week and I hooked up with blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, shut up. No, you didn't. You're a liar. <laughs> or like, oh, great. How was it? Like, that's good. Talk to me about your date. Was that nice? Yeah. That's the other thing about Tinder. It started out as the heterosexual grinder, which is just right. like a hookup site. And now there's an influx of people who just want to go on dates. And they and what frustrates me about Tinder is that they won't add a little thing to specify, and that's really all they need to make that app fairly perfect is just a little thing, just a checkbox of like the various things you'd be open minded to, or or even just like what are you using Tinder for? Sex, dating, networking is apparently an option on some dating sites. It's weird, but like just so I know because I'm going to approach a woman who I think I just want to hook up with. Way differently than I'm going to approach someone who I, I'm like, wow, that woman is amazing. I think I'd want to like go walk around the Strand with her. That would be brilliant you know? to have a checkbox. I don't understand why they don't. They like keeping it ambiguous. And then and what it does is it forces me to have this conversation of, like uh, early on. Just like throw out like, so like what brings you the Tinder, cutie? It's like, Do I, you have that like opening line set? I don't use Tinder. I don't, I don't use Tinder that much. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big Tinder user. Um, I have it. I've met up on it. 
But like at some point I have to say like I try to get like feel them out. Like are they here? Because to assume that every woman's on there just to go on dates or to, you know, for romantic reasons is, you know, kind of condescending to women that what like a woman can't just try to find someone to fuck um, anonymously. Because everyone has their own reasons and yeah. wants and desires. Right. And so who I are w- you to judge? I want Well, yeah. So I want to treat that woman with respect that I want to respect that she may actually just want to sleep with somebody. Um, or she may want to date. I just got to know because that's how I'm going to carry myself depending which. Now, in the messages, do you usually get to that point where it's like, so what are you looking for? Um, I mean, like I'll try to weave into conversation, uh, something like that. I'll be like, hey, you know, what brings you to Tinder? And like I, for myself, I haven't used Tinder mm-hmm. that much, but the few conversations that I have gone uh, through and then gotten dates out of, I tend to start off with like a fun, jokey relationship thing. Like sure. one of my favorite things to say is, cool, we matched, want to get married. <laughs> and then if the girl is funny and shows off like a little bit of her personality, she'll say like, oh, yeah, but like I don't want a fall wedding. And that'll start the conversation. That's, that's yeah. And and, and it shows that she's a little bit witty. Yeah. She's got some wit to her. That's what I'm Which for. is important for me. I want some, I want a girl, even if she's not a comedian, <laughs> Uh, I want a girl who I can kind of almost banter with, mm-hmm. like do almost like just a, some improv with on the date. So a yes and situation. Yes, and like hopefully maybe I'm going to get a bit. No, um, but you want to do bits? Yeah, I just want to. I want to be making each other laugh because we're both like having fun with the conversation. So I hang around the UCB a lot. Uh-huh. For those who don't know what that is, that is a big improv comedy community yeah. in New York City. There aren't many stand ups there, but I'm one of the few that like hangs out, hangs around. And so there are so many smart, fascinating, sharp, witty people. Yeah. And you've heard me talk for roughly 30 minutes now. I can talk with people, but at the same time, I am not improv smart. I am not (sighs) like, oh, now we're astronaut cowboys. Here are the things that astronaut cowboys are going to do. If this is true, then that is true. So people will do bits around me and try and rope me in. And I just go, I can't do bits. Which is funny because roping in is kind of what an, uh, an astronaut cowboy would See, do. See, there we go. You're yeah. fine. I, I would all <laughs> if you said you took an improv course, I'd be like, yeah, of course you took an improv course, Billy. Yeah, probably just a one-on-one. Uh, but yeah, totally. Before to... throwing your back out and leaving the class and going, I'm done, I'm done, I can't do this. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, just a 101. Clearly was not invited to the 201, but he has the, he has the basics. <laughs> the basics are there. You understand? Uh, yes, and. Don't do no but. <laughs> that's the thing though all i want in a person is to hang out with them on a couch and be able to just talk and eat pie apparently at a diner while pie, we, pie has come up i was it like two or three times on your profile it <laughs> it was on my um about me profile page and so on the creator profile page on the site it yeah. is shows up so like you obviously read like if you get the right answers correct and like honestly with all the people who have been submitting for my site mm-hmm. the thing i read most is the 500 to a thousand word right. essay because you know it's that's the, the interesting thing who cares the, about the, the other ones? choice stuff they're all jokes that are locked in it's like not really showing your personality it's really just you showing them yours yeah it's me being like <laughs> here's some silly jokes i wrote do you like the silly jokes <laughs> Uh, and so people have written back to me and actually like bared their souls and they're like, this is something that's happened in my life. Please, if you like what you're reading and you like the picture I sent you, can you contact me? Wow. 
And it's interesting. There are, there are people who, have, by and large, a lot of them just write like two sentences and they're very complimentary and they're <coughs> saying, this site's so funny. I can't believe you, like, you thought of this. This is really, really great. Congratulations on all the success. Yeah. I hope you find a girlfriend. Or And you're just like, why are you me, wasting my time with this application? <laughs> at the same time, they, they say, if you're interested in dating me, like, please send me a message. Like That's a lot of them. Some just say no, like please tell me an interesting fact from your childhood. And they just write no or like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. I've gotten a few of those. Which Those have, might just be dudes who are upset they didn't think of your idea. <laughs> I assume. I mean, there's been very little hate on me, which is very nice to see. There's not much to hate, man. This, oh, you're a very you. pleasant human being. Even on the YouTube comment thread, like the worst thing someone wrote was creative but pathetic. And there's that word. And you're again. like, yeah, and you, I'm like, you got it. You get it. You get the joke. <laughs> it was creative and pathetic. Because how pathetic is it to say, oh, all of these sites don't work. So now I'm making my own online dating site. Yeah. But it's also like one or two steps below in the, ter- in like the realm of like most pathetic to least, but it's at least like not as pathetic as like getting yourself a billboard, which has been done. Right. People yeah. have done that, I'm sure. I've actually never heard that, really. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those like HuffPost weird news type of things. Yeah. But. <laughs> it's weird because I, a few years ago, I created a Twitter account called Hire Me SNL, and I would write monologue jokes every single day, hoping that SNL would reach out to me, and they did eventually, like and we yeah. talked with them. And so that was Is like, that how you got the weekend update? Yeah, that's how I started contributing. Right. Any comics listening, that's the answer to the hashtag who books that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that is the answer. The internal question. And so I would get all of my setups from sites like HuffPost Weird News section. Yeah. And so this past Friday, HuffPost Weird News posted a story about me and it just said Brandon Scott Wolf creates his own online dating website. And what was your monologue joke for that? I haven't written one you yet. Got, you, you have to. You have to have integrity and do one on yourself. SNL was <laughs> off this week. They didn't give me anything to write about. I just think, I, I, I don't think Fallon or Ellen or Jimmy Kimmel or anyone has said anything about the dating site, but I think that'd be just so funny to hear one of them say, Brandon Scott Wolf created his own dating website and whatever the punchline would be. And I'd be like, well, yeah, I did. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Um, have you gone on any dates yet or like tried to schedule any yet? I went on one date this past week. Okay. It went well. Um, I actually met her a week prior, so I don't know if it counts. Wait, you met her and then she decided to make a pro? Like, yes. Explain. So I met her by chance and then she saw me do stand up. What do you mean by chance? So she- You're sounding vague like I when I say like, when really I met them at a sex party, I'd be like, oh, I just met them at a party. So she was <laughs> at work. She works at a pizza shop. Oh, okay. And then she, by chance, went to a stand-up show of mine while I think she was on a date. <laughs> okay. And then she asked for my number. I gave her I'm my number. I'm assuming not while she was still on the date. She was on the date still, <laughs> which is like a real baller move. Yeah, man. So I gave her my number. I didn't think anything of it. She was like... It was great, like seeing you do stand up. Like, hopefully, I'll see you around soon. And then the following day, she was like, I saw your site. I filled out a profile. Can you keep an eye out for it? So I saw her profile, and it was her. And I messaged her, and I was like, What are you doing tomorrow night? And then we just went out, and it was fun. We got drinks and hung out. Margaritas. 
No margaritas. We got beer. Okay. We got beer. We went to a bar. <laughs> and it was a really fun time. And that was pretty much the end of it. It didn't go really like, you know, crazy, like, oh, first date, hookup, stuff like that. Mm. But it was a good foray into datebrandonscottwolf.com. And now I'm looking at all the other profiles and saying, oh, this person seems like they actually would like to go on a date. And then I will see where they are based on like Facebook or somehow right, trying right. to figure it out. And if they're in the New York you don't, city you don't, area, you don't have that. Uh, no, I stupidly didn't have that as a part of the, the site. <laughs> and I don't think I can add that now just because it's, it's your site. You own it. You can do whatever you want. Right. Of course. You but just like, do one big picture of a baby's face as the website for a day. If you wanted to, it's April your site. Fool's day's coming up. Is this a big <laughs> April fool's prank? Who's to say, actually, that's a great idea. Bleep all of that out. I'm going to do something. <laughs> Um, well, I, hey, who knows? Maybe some like sugar mama in Las Vegas will say like, I'm going to fly you out here. Which would be incredible. Oh, man. If there great. are any sugar mamas listening, there's a woman in Vancouver I know who's listening. Uh, <laughs> I've heard great things about you. <laughs> uh, please fill out a profile on datebrandonscottwolf.com. <laughs> but that's the thing that it, to me, it's so crazy that I started a website purely as a joke. It's satire. You had, you had zero thinking that it would have... Uh... I didn't know that it would catch fire like this. <laughs> okay. And I had no idea that people were going to start taking it serious and actually saying, you are attractive. I would like to date you. Your personality is so funny and great. And now that I'm getting all of these, like I'm inundated with people from Brazil today yeah. have have messaged me uh, about 15 profiles came in this morning from Brazil because I was... They're in a, all the same friends trying to get the same green card. It's, yeah, it's strange. I was in a newspaper there today, and they said, one of, one of the people in the, the little write-in section said, hey, I saw your, your story in this big metro. I think you're really handsome, and I know we probably can't date because I live in Brazil, but <laughs> Pro- it's worth a shot. Probably. She's saying, like, there's still a chance. There was a woman in Australia... <laughs> who messaged me after I did a morning show there. And she said, straight up, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You're better than every man in Australia. Nobody here does anything. And it's great to see someone who's motivated and willing to take chances. Also could have for love. Also could have been, except for that last sentence, could have been said by like some hiring manager at an office. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> She also said, like, if you ever come to Australia, I'd love to show you around. That's awesome, man. So maybe if I go down to Australia for a comedy <laughs> tour, I'll go on the BrandonScottWolf.comedy tour, and I'll <laughs> do my, my bit, I'll do my stuff, and then I'll take one person out on a date. I think that'd be fun. Each stop, I'll go to Sorry, Perth, I'll go to out. Sydney. I, I'm still at dot .comedy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You can tell I haven't put much thought into this uh, yeah. in the last week. <laughs> That's uh, I don't know. That's awesome. I mean, like, have you have you had girlfriends? Like, you've had relationships. I've only had one real long term girlfriend. Yeah, same. We dated for about three and a half years, and it was a college relationship that you know spilled over to non college for a little bit, mm. and everything was going well. But at a certain point, it just became more of a friendship than it did a relationship, right. and it was always um, the two of us in our friend group. And everyone was like, oh, Brandon and Michelle, they're always together. They're always like, you know, the buds. Right. And so that's what it was. And then at a certain point, we were like, this isn't working. Mm. And then she cheated on me. Dang. And so I was like, well, that's fine. Because that happens, you know, <laughs> yeah, three yeah. and a half years. That I'm makes it New easier York to the do weekends. the split. Yeah, yeah of course. Because totally. that's another thing. I feel like... Uh, 
when it's buddy buddy like who has to step up and do it yeah we were really good friends and then what's the what's the difference there what was like dropping off was it like you're not feeling the love anymore the sex dropping off do you like what's we would go stretches of time without hooking up and so that wasn't there. And I was always comedy, comedy, comedy in college, right. too, because I founded that comedy organization. I was the head writer of a humor magazine at Penn State. And so I kept busy, and we had fun hanging out. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't clicking 100%. And, you know, it just ended. And that's – I'm, I'm happy that she's where she is, I'm where I am, and we're doing our own things because, like, everyone deserves love. Yeah. Everyone deserves to be happy. Everyone deserves to find that person that they're attracted to physically, mentally, emotionally. And if you have two out of three, that's fine, but it's not great. And you want great. Mm-hmm. You want better than great. Agreed, man. Fucking A. Yeah. I think we really did some great breakthrough today in today's <laughs> therapy session. <laughs> I, I can't... I, I think can't quite tell who is on therapy i think it might have been me but it's okay it's a mix Um, it's a mix it's a mix it's a mix you get it i get it we all get it the listeners get it everyone gets it (laughs) um i think that's a good place to cut off the whole everyone deserves love joint man um people want so obviously people should go to datebrandonscottwolf.com uh if they want to date you check out datebrandonscottwolf.com fill out a profile if you're cute and single and great and uh, follow me on Twitter at Brandon E. S. Wolf. Uh, another clever one I, I thought was really... Brandon S. Wolf. I went on Lopez tonight. <laughs> My demo is uh, Spanish-speaking people, clearly. Brandon is Wolf. Brandon is Wolf. Actually, Brandon Scott Wolf didn't fit the character allotment. And then Brandon, just with the letter S, Wolf... Was taken? Was taken. Son of a so bitch. I was like, here we go. No Brandon Wolf. I didn't want to do yeah, that because I, I go by Brandon Scott. Sure, Wolf. sure, sure, sure. The fans, you can't. Like, you I can't think of the fans, the man. Fans. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel. I, I liked. I what. I think one of my favorite things on your website, since I'm not trying to date you, the thing I found the best was your terms and conditions. If you click that, just goes to your comedy website. Yeah, it's hidden like, in that there. Was perfect. There are <laughs> very few egg. people who have found that, <laughs> and I feel like. The more you look at the site, you'll realize there are little bits that are just like clues to who I am mm. as a comedian and yeah. where you can go online through that to like find me on Twitter, find me here, and Easter eggs. That's the way you put it. Yeah, yeah. Totally, man. Well, well, thank you for uh, coming and doing the show, man. I hope uh, I hope it works out for you. Yeah, I hope and, everything uh, works out for you. you. I like we're shaking hands. Thank <laughs> you yeah. for having me. No, thanks for coming on. Uh, well, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. I hope to see you online. <laughs> and maybe in real life, too. That'd be great. Yeah. Margaritas. Margaritas, guys. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh man, yeah, that was um, that was really fun. Uh, I like I said, never met him before. Just knew he's a comic. Watched a stand up video, and I was like, "No, nah, this is gonna be a good time." And it was a good fucking time. Uh, again, if you're in, if you're interested in dating Brandon Scott Wolf, check out datebrandonscottwolf.com. Uh, that's B R A N D O N and Scott with two T's. Um, and if you want to check again, if you want to check him out on Twitter, it's at Brandon S Wolf. That's Brandon. E-S, you know, like the Spanish S, the verb to be. 
Wolf, uh, Brandon E S W O L F for Twitter. Uh, and his website is, and his uh, comedy website is brandonscottwolf.com. So definitely go check him out. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, date him if you'd like. I would love for uh, one of the fan whores to uh, end up being his next girlfriend. How awesome would that be, guys? And gals and people in between. As usual, uh, here on the Man Whore Podcast, I hope you are subscribed on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever, whichever podcast app you like to use. Uh, please follow me on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. Say hello. Use the hashtag Man Whore Podcast. If you want to say hello a little less publicly, uh, you can email me your comments, your questions, your booby pictures over at manhorpod at gmail.com. As usual, I'm here every week with new ladies that I've hooked up with or who have tried to date me who come on the show and explain why it didn't work out. Uh, next week is another special guest, Cindy Gallup. Great episode. Wonderful woman. So uh, be sure to tune back in next week but uh, or this week if this is like when you're listening to it. I don't know when you... How you fucking, you guys know the drill about my the space-time continuum with me and the podcast land. So until next week, everybody, you know, stay slutty. <laughs>